Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. Well, it's the friend zone. The Tim and Guy come to the friend zone. Have a good time, yes, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy, cause making friends is the best idea of all time. Hello and welcome to Friend Zone 39 with your old mates Timbo and Guy Guy coming to you live from a bedroom where Tim and Guy live. The love nest. This is where you and your partner rest your weary heads at the end of the night and raise them when they're rested and beautiful in the morning. That is. This is the spot. We're in um, Rimmer bedroom because the uh, studio where we normally record in is an absolute tip site at the moment, as Why my dad would say. It, it's a bloody tip in there, Tim. It looks like a bomb's gone off in your bedroom. Yeah, it's a clean line. your own. Get in there. <laughs> You're not going out. I'm not giving you your pocket money till you clean that room. I like that it's really stuck with you. Why is it a tip in there? Uh, because we had the... Potty Fest, live festival over the weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. It was lots of fun. What wasn't a whole lot of fun is on Sunday when a pretty hefty bout of bacteriointestinal gastro... Uh, wait, what's it called? Gastro, gastroenteritis uh, struck me, uh, causing me to change my bowel movements dramatically for the worse. I see. And by worse, do you mean more regular? Uh, that's not how I would describe them. <laughs> Less regular. Well... Well, I guess what, how do you define regular? More often, yeah. I'll say that. Oh, yeah, regular is a... Re- regular seems to... Needlessly ambiguous term. It, yeah, it's a, it seems like it would suggest more healthy, and I don't think you could describe uh, the situation <laughs> I just go- I just Googled the word gastro, Yeah. and underneath it, in the people also ask section, there's people also ask, what is a gastro food? How long does gastroenteritis last in a child? Why do I need a colonoscopy for anemia? <laughs> Oh, I thought it was amnesia. Anemia is kind of funny. Amnesia is good. Oh, boy. Um, Our bodies are connected. That's the simple reason why. Uh, Not yours and mine. No, not ours, but different parts of your body that you wouldn't expect. Your body. Like your memory and your colon. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you got to flush one out. You to... store all of your worst memories in your colon. And yeah. when you can't get to sleep because you keep remembering all the bad stuff you've done, if you get a colonoscopy, you're in the clear. you got to flush them out, literally and figuratively. So um, 
Thanks so much to everyone who came out to that. Now, uh, here's the kicker about that. We were on the Sunday um, when the technology decided, oh, you know what, I don't really feel like recording today. So, um, like a lot of our live shows in the past, there's no... You'd think we'd really have cracked it by now, but there's no... Uh, the thing The thing that shits me is, firstly, the gastro, but secondly, <laughs> the fact that I had it working perfectly on the first day. All three shows recorded fine. And then I come our day, day two, just wasn't playing ball. I think it's better to sacrifice our the Sunday's shows than yeah. the Saturday's. Yeah. Uh, and look, you know how to handle it. For those, so the episode isn't going to be released into the regular stream, but instead it will be, we filmed it and recorded the audio on the same camera. And um, that episode bonus content uh, will be available to our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. We didn't want to grubby up. A lot of reasons for that. We don't want to grubby up the regular feed with the terrible audio quality, but we do. And want also to... the terrible things we said. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of talk about <laughs> newborn babies. Yeah, not. Yeah, it's not too bad. What no. where your brain's gone? It's not that bad. Yeah, but it's it's, it's just like one back from that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's you know it's all good content. It's going to be up there on the Patreon. Um, haven't decided what tier. Maybe everyone who's giving us any amount, of money, just to say thank you, give it to the people. Yeah, that's true. We'll do that. And uh, what was it? There was another important thing I was going to cover off, but it's gone. So should we dip into some? Let's dip into some messages. correspondence from our dear friends. Now this message comes from Steph, whose last name I'll resist saying. Dear Spinley and Flash, I'm writing to you with great excitement because I've just bought tickets and flights to see both of your shows in Melbourne. Hashtag pay the boys. Ever since my friend Annie got me onto your party, I've been hooked. You might remember her from Friendzone 33, pointing out what everyone except apparently Tim knows, that the knife is as terrifying and unpredictable a co-host as you can get. (laughs) Annie also hates watching films and doesn't really care for celebrities, so it's a testament to you both that she's such a big fan. My favourite thing about the show is that despite the swift rate at which you two boys descend into madness and despair week after week, you always manage to say genuinely positive things to and about your loyal listeners, and I think that's bloody lovely. Fuck, boys. You ain't. (laughs) I'm also dragging my bestie Emily to Melbourne to see she's not a fan yet, but I've got a month to see if she'll get through five-hour energy. If she can cop that episode, I reckon she'll be converted. Wish me luck. Much love across the antipodes. Steph. Well, Steph... That is in the pantheon of great friend zone messages. I, I gotta be honest, that is terrifying to a young man who's desperately. Th- this is me talking about myself in the third person, by the way, uh, who's currently trying to sort out his comedy show to be the best it can be with l- limited remaining time to make that hey, happen. Just believe in yourself. Yeah, it's it'll be fun. I'll tell you that. One thing I've learned about stand up comedy over the few years I've been doing it is you got to chill out a little bit. Oh, certainly. I think so long as you're having fun. The audience is having fun. Yeah, that's true. So long as your definition of fun is the same as the audience's. Yeah. Like, it's a tricky thing because sometimes those things yeah. don't align. You masturbating, sure, is fun for you, yeah. but does not a comedy show make? Yeah, it's pretty avant-garde. I wouldn't call it a comedy show. It's more of an art installation. Uh, yeah. Um, but that is uh, incredibly flattering, and thank you so much. Guy and I have got all of our dates up on our respective websites. If you're in any of those... If you're in we- Australia, if you're on the... Uh, east coast of Australia or in New Zealand. 
You're going to Brizzy, eh, as well? Yeah, I'm going to Brisbane and we're on both, March 14th. We're both doing uh, Melbourne and Sydney festivals and... Uh, Obviously New Zealand. Auckland and Wellington as well. And maybe we'll try and get down to Christchurch as well. Yeah, and I'm going to apologise to everyone for the uh, constant mentions that that will get through every friend zone. I won't apologise for that. Your boys got to put bread on the table. Yeah. And this is like... The only way to even remotely get cost neutral with comedy festivals is to tell everyone you meet on the street that you've got a show yeah, and no, hope someone's got a family member. So to bleak, come. or become good enough at comedy that people want to come anyway. That is years off. <laughs> years off. I've got a message here from Zoe that starts Dear Timbo and Guy, <laughs> I am leaving you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be. I tell you what, if my fiance was going to leave me, uh, that would be a pretty funny way to drop the bomb. <laughs> In the friend zone. <laughs> in the friend zone. And to come up with like an alias name and get like, a new email address. Because I wouldn't expect that from her. She's not like, she's not a techno dummy, but she's not passionate about technology. If she went to the trouble of creating a new Gmail. Yeah. God, that'd be good. Dear Timbo and Guy, dedicated listener, just wanted to share a part of a story of friendship and camaraderie. I am part of a McElroy group chat with various channels about their multiple media forms. Through hard work and a daily countdown until the next episode, till Death to Us Blight section, I got enough people intrigued about the contents of the podcast to get the mods to do a stream. What does that mean? Just continue reading. Okay. <laughs> Together, we... Oh, yeah, this is good. Together, we watched Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, which we all found much funnier than we should have, followed by Paul Blart Mall Cop 1, a much darker film, which we were all shocked by the intensity of. Not a goof, it was honestly upsetting. Followed by the two existing episodes of the podcast. This combined about seven or eight hours of Blart-related content, and my eyes hurt afterwards. We plan to do this mostly until everyone in the chat understands the value of that show. I also happen to be the only person who knew of you, gents, as you were the only ones who introduced as oh, sorry, as you were the ones who introduced me to the McElroys. I shared all of my knowledge with my friends, including the seasons you've done, the, f- the location of the first season, and a link to your website so they could find everything. This is so sweet. Uh, once one of the mods finished the first season, we're probably going to stream Grown Ups too with the director's commentary. I can't wait. Too long didn't read. Well, I did read it, but anyway. You boys have made me an expert in a very specific craft and allowing me to grow closer to my friends, and I wish you all the best with your journey. Jeff. Oh, it's not from Zoe at all. It's from Jeff. Different from the man who sent you the graph information and say my name regardless. What is this Zoe? What's this? I, uh, it's part I, of the email address. Okay. Well, I, I made assumptions that I shouldn't have. Jeff, thank you so much. That's great that you're spreading the gospel of worst yeah, idea, certainly. as we call it. I appreciate that. I always think when people go real intensive on like getting into it, I guess it can go either way. But to me, to watch two blarts and then have two like an eight-hour run, that is too long by any stretch. Yeah, but you're not into that extreme. Lock yourself in a room. You're for talking to hours. a guy who recorded a five-hour podcast like <laughs> thirty centimeters from you. You piece of That's shit. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, thank you so much, Jeff. This one comes from Becky. Um, who writes, hello, gentle. <laughs> that is very good. And hello to you, Becky. In this modern world of dangerous pronouns and not wanting to leave anyone out, I'm glad that we can all just agree to call each other gentle yeah. from now on. I'm hello, going to start doing it. In hello to you, gentle. In a recent friend zone, you mentioned Paul Share. I really like How Did This Get Made. I started listening to it after Paul's guest appearance on your show. That must be the only person who did that in that order. Oh, who, 
who got into how did this get oh, made because Paul oh, Shearer yeah, appeared on the worst idea oh, of all time. Mistake. Absolutely. Um, I've been hoping for some time. Oh, I started listening to it after Paul's guest appearance on your show. I've been hoping for some time. Any plans of you turning up on an episode of How Did This Get Made? In the future, your friend, Becky. P.S. Have you two ever done a guest appearance on any podcasts? If so, I'd love to know which ones so I can give them a listen. Thank well, you so much, Becky. Thank you, Becky. The biggie is Spontaneous Nation, Paul F. Tompkins' podcast. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how to, like, what the what number or anything it is. If so you I'm just not quite dig sure through the archives, it. it's it's out there. Uh, That's with Lauren Lapkus for crying out loud. We've done... It's quite a day. We've done um, quite a lot of guest spots on different podcasts, and I honestly can't remember a lot of them. We've done a few episodes... Oh, I've done, I think, two episodes, and we've done one together of I Love Shit. Green Guide Letters. You know what I should do? I should try and find them. I should Google them and put them on one place on our website. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. I'll probably... Yeah, I'll, I, mean, I should write... You know what? I'm going to write that down before I forget You it. should. Where's my phone? Uh, we also did uh, a guest appearance together on Cheap Tuesday, which was uh, which has now become Walkout Boys, but that's available on iTunes if you look up Cheap Tuesday podcast. Was Strand's one called Prosumer? Yeah. Or and that was a really long, like quite in-depth discussion, eh? Yeah. With a friend of the podcast, Strand Cole. Strand Cole is the one who, if you've seen me post any like psychotic cartoon pictures, he does one every episode of the podcast. He's a great guy and quite a talented photographer. He did all my photos for the uh, yeah. comedy festival. And a great uh, illustrator as well. Talented he's, man. He's learning as he goes. Um, but no, that's it. you've given Tim something to do there, which is great because I'm pretty sure he was down to zero on his list of things to do. Uh, and he... <laughs> Who will not resent you or I for taking on this responsibility, Becky? So this doesn't feel too difficult, though, right? It's just me nah. googling and finding all of them and putting them in one place. I think you're right. So thank you very much, gentle. While you continue writing that down, Tim, I'm yeah, going to read another message. This one comes from William, who says, "Are you guys doing a live show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival?" I've googly boogly'd everywhere, and at the moment can only purchase your individual shows, which of course I have. That is a good question. Yeah, we're not. We Although, will, whether or not it's under the official banner of the comedy festival, or yeah, we rent a hotel room and invite people to come. Around. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, we've kind of threatened that because that way we can watch it with people there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many people would come though. We will, um, William. We'll talk about that off mic. Figure it out, and we will relay the details to you either through the friend zone or the worst city of all time. But thank you for the question and the reminder. Yeah, totally. Um, should I jump in? Yeah, jump in. Here's me jumping in. Okay. Hey, the water's fine. A sacrifice in solidarity is the subject of this one. Dear Tim and Guy, I'm not feeling real good about the start of it. <laughs> it feels like our mum wants to talk to us. My name's Rebecca. I'm 21 and from the States, Portland, Oregon specifically. I recently jumped onto season two of your guys' podcast, brackets, I'm super late to the party, I know, and I just wanted to shoot you guys an email to firstly say thank you. I really enjoy the podcast, and I appreciate the torture you put and continue to put yourselves through just for the sake of entertaining us. As an aspiring stand-up comedian, I've also checked out both your guys' stuff on YouTube, and I love that too. After the toothbrush fence, you guys would probably be the number one reason I want to visit New Zealand. Anyway, I literally just finished Sex in the City 2, and I really should be listening to you guys... Uh, and I really sh should have been listening to you guys. It was so mind-numbingly awful, but I felt compelled to watch the movie at least once to really understand the pain that you were self-inflicting in solidarity as a fan. I regret it, but curiosity got the best of me. 
Anyway, I'm going to try and get through Season 2 quickly enough to catch up with you guys before you finish up Season 3. Wish me luck, and good luck to you as you near the end of your masochistic endeavour. Thanks again for being troopers, and I can't wait to hear more about what you're up to after the third season wraps. Sincerely, Rebecca B. P.S. There's a postscript. Oh. Hold your horses. My shining light for the movie was during the I Am Woman karaoke scene where this East Asian woman with an elaborate gold outfit and pearls around her neck starts singing along. I remember her. I think yeah, she claps. She looks like an opera singer. She. Oh, yeah, that one. I was thinking of someone else. Yeah, it is that one. Uh, from the looks of her, I imagine she's a disgraced opera singer whose fire has been relit by the girl stirring uh, feminist anthem. Her husband watches on with a vaguely concerned look on his face. It's it's truly a um it's a uh what do they call it the the spring the Middle East spring no the Arab spring. Arab spring yeah it's a, it's the, their own little piece of the Arab spring that they're bringing in <laughs> by singing I am woman in a karaoke club in Abu Dhabi yeah. Uh, that was a lovely message. That was lovely. Rebecca B., you're lovely. And um, I hope your comedy career is positively budding. I hope you're having a great time yeah. there in Portland, God, Oregon. God, i tell you what, just keep going. Yeah. There was actually, I at the moment, because I've been so freaked out about the fact that I don't have a show yet, and you know, I open in a month. Shouldn't be probably talking about that too much. You know, there's bits there. But I've kind of yeah, been... Yeah, way to, way to placate everyone's fear, Tim. I've been actively, like, sort of avoiding stand-up stuff online, but I've actually been like, nah, nah, fucking, you need to get in there, you need to get your head in the game, get in there, yeah, get all the advice, get the good oil. And I read, there was this good website where it had, like, 20 pieces of info, of, oh no, 20 tips I got as a stand-up, and it was real good. And a lot of it was just around, um, just keep doing it. Oh, man. Like, one of them was, just, just go. A lot of the time, it'll be real awful, but you just got to keep going. And that's yeah. honestly what separates a lot of good people who go on to be good from people who are shit. That's and I feel difference. like that applies beyond uh, just goes and just keep going up. And if, when you're on stage and a joke's tanking, just go. Like, just keep going with the joke. That's because true. That's how, like, it works both ways. Anyway, that's not what the podcast is for. The podcast is for this. Greetings, Guy the Mystic and Tim the Enchanter. My yes. magical boys, your beautiful soothing voices are the soundtrack that composed my most recent intimate replace... Well, okay, sorry. Uh, your beautiful soothing voices are the soundtrack that composed my most recent intimate relace bewixed myself and a willing participant. Oh, they listened to us while they got freaky and created the Beast of Two Backs guy. I feel like there's a few spelling mistakes. I think what it's meant to say is the soundtrack that composed my most recent intimate release betwixt myself and a willing participant. Or a relay race, you know, like a passing off. Thanks to the wonders that are computers, the lords of digital media decreed that such spiritual airport sounds and pure knowledge being spread across the airwaves, if somewhat smelly airwaves from Guy, was the perfect air massages to achieve a climax. It feels like it's been spat through several different translators. <laughs> I hope that provides you pleasure in some way, because it sure as shit accompanied a mountain of pleasure to me. <laughs> Bring this information to you across the account where I pretend to be a wizard online, because the last message I launched your way can only be described as a conversational equivalent to spaghetti falling out of your fanny pack at your mother-in-law's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, keep up the work that no one asked you to do, but we could never do without. Live every magic moment. Love every warlock. From Hasselbrook Longthorn. <laughs> well, we did it. It only took us three years, but we found the perfect message from a fan. Uh, um, so Hasselbrook, was that the first name? Yeah. Hasselbrook can't express my appreciation for that enough. And 
we've been contacted in the past, I think, by someone who sort of was accidentally listening to us while um, yeah. performing coitus. So and it's always a good message to get. Yeah, yeah. I'm never disappointed to hear it. I think it's it's not like... I wouldn't describe our podcast as like love-making music or anything, but it's just satisfying to know that by, through happenstance, of course, occasionally, from time to time, people do it. Between here and there, someone will get freaky while listening to the worst <laughs> idea of all time. It's weird. I remember once I um, I was having sex uh, while a David Cross stand-up oh. special was playing in the background. Look at this champion. He yeah. had sex before marriage. Uh, yeah, and both myself and my partner were like became distracted by the bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is the power of David Cross. Yeah. Um, this is a message from Brittany Collins. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Which I say because the first line is name permission granted. Dear Timothy and Guymothy. <laughs> How I have, do you know my full name? I have a small correction for you lovely lads. I only bring it up because it was repeated multiple times in an episode. Granted, I'm a few episodes behind, so maybe this has already been addressed. Can you guess what it is, Guy? Uh, is it the pronounce- pronunciation of... Uh, the fantastic town, Raleigh. <laughs> You've done it again. Raleigh, North Carolina is pronounced Ray. Think ancient Egyptian sun god, Lee. Think, well, don't think. Don't even worry about that part. You've already nailed it. Here in the South, we have a blatant disregard for a word that looks like verses. 
uh, oh, for what a word looks like versus how we actually say it. Like I said, this is a small burr on my side compared to the hours and hours of flawlessly executed podcasting. Far from the truth, but very kind of you to say. Uh, Thank you for all your efforts, pain, endurance, insanity, and lovely Kiwi accents for these past three years. Brittany Cole P.S. I am a burlesque performer here in Georgia, and I once did a dramatic reading uh, because of the worst idea of all time. I read excerpts of a truly horrific fanfic about grown-ups to a crowd of people. If you're interested, you can read about the ghost of Rob Schneider slowly killing the cast of grown-ups here. You're welcome. There's a link attached. From Tatiana Sprinkles, my performer named. Pronounced, oh, Titiana Sprinkles. Thank you, Tatiana Sprinkles. And I will continue to pronounce it as I so choose. It's insane. Is there, is there a... Um... Rally. A mass meeting of people making a political protest or showing support for a cause. Is there um, like a bunch of people like you guy who pronounce it rally? Or is it just you waving the flag? I I like to think there are people getting on board with the cause. But as far as I know, I've not come across um, anyone. It's always good to hear from you people in North Carolina. Yeah, um, I'm not going to mean, twist the uh, knife. If, if nothing else, I think it's uh, this sort of this misunderstanding that we seem this impasse we seem to be at has re- really brought a lot of uh, North Carolina fans out of the woodwork. You and North we, Carolinians are uh, you've almost fine, I tell you what folk. to the good people of rally, you've almost seen yourself a <laughs> oh live show. <laughs> you can't every time you say it, it's like a fairy dies. You know, you got to say Ray Lee to bring Tinkerbell yeah, back, and another fairy is given life. Ahoy hoy, G Montgomery Burns and Tim Bobo Bat. After zero views of We Are Your Friends and listening to 34 deconstructions week by week, I feel confident in guessing the synopsis of the movie. Stop me when I go wrong. Yay. A zucchini broccoli hybrid named Cole, <laughs> played by that guy who's always a buff musician of some sort, a wannabe DJ with the heart of his namesake, has more PCP in his body than EDM talent, even when he's sober. One fateful night at a club, he and his personality free buddies run to the literal devil, James Reed. No longer sticking with mere fiddle contests in Georgia, Satan has expanded his musical repertoire, first as frontman of the Feelers, and then trying his skills in the techno business. Upon hearing Zaccoli's demo, James Reed knows there's only one option for his success, so he gets Zaccoli to sell his soul to him in exchange for fame and fortune. Sure enough, Zaccoli Flower's garden pals become real estate scammers to feed their drug habit and fortune runs aplenty as Zaccoli starts working on the fame part. However... When he bangs Lucifer's girlfriend in Sin City, James Reed considers it a breach of contract and takes a squirrel's soul immediately. Zaccoli is understandably upset, not because he's lost a friend, but because he'll never get famous on lack of talent alone. Fortunately, James Reed considers them even, and his sentiment gives Zaccoli the receipt for his soul in a MacBook Pro box, an apt metaphor if ever I heard one, to show they are still in business. Sure enough, it's Zaccoli's next kick at Summerfest. He is applauded despite inadequacy and then gives his ill-gotten money to one of his victims in the hopes that this is seen as him buying his soul so his remains intact. On an uplifting note, the movie ends with he and the gang finally finding their place in the world as Hell's friends. A true anti-hero story. Oh, and Rosebud was his sled. Yours friendfully, Guy Incognito. Um, I would. That is so good. That two things... One that I have control over, I want to post that up on the Facebook page because that is epic. That it was so well written, and certainly I can see how that is your version of the synopsis of the film as told by our weekly recaps. It was it was bang on. You got you you picked up everything we were putting down, and you put it so well. 
And also, is there some way that we can get the official synopsis of the movie changed in something like an Amazon.com or oh, IMDb yeah. to like that? Because that. that was just great. That was pure poetry. Thank you to Guy Incognito Mode. Yeah. Um, maybe you wrote it, actually. Maybe you I got blackout yeah. drunk and wrote poetry to I certainly don't remember doing it, so there you go. Uh, William writes to us, What is New Zealand thinking? All hail Brady the Brat... <laughs> Brady the Rat King. Brady... The Rat King or Raidy the Brat King. That could be a new thread to pull on. Well, I guess that season's done. New Zealand has... Uh, this is the message now. Tim's going away. Yeah, yeah. New Zealand has decided to try and get rid of all the rats. All of them. Clearly, they don't understand the extent of Brady's power. And then there is a link to a NBCNewYork.com news article. The headline of which is currently loading on my cellular telephone. Hmm. How about that? A New Zealand boys beholden free. to your internet speed. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand aims to become rat-free. And it is an article, seemingly, about us deciding to get rid of all the rats. I feel like these sorts of articles, like you can't just decide to get rid of all the rats. There's, there also isn't an article. There's just a photo of a rat in that headline. Look at that. Yeah. That's it. And it's from <laughs> New York. Uh, this, N- NBC. This is fake news. Yeah, that is fake news. I've got real news here. Yep. Uh, it's just a message that says, always look on the bright side of life and a link to an article on Pedestrian, which is a Queensland woman is enduring 75 solid hours of rolling in the deep for Adele tickets. Uh, so presumably some sort of radio competition. Uh, they've got a woman listening to rolling in the deep for 75 hours straight. Holy shit. Did someone send us this? Yeah. Wow. 75 hours. She will spend from 4 a.m. until 7 p.m. Monday to Friday this week listening to Adele's iconic hit over and over and over again until either the tickets are hers or she has some sort of Adele-induced aneurysm. She sits in a room for 15 hours a day with no access to her phone, unable to leave unless it's used the bathroom. She's not allowed to sleep and she has to listen to the song 1,500 times. Um, I think that, sounds that like, might have lasting damage. Yeah, that sounds kind of borderline illegal. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I guess if you volunteer, lots of stuff's legal, you know? Yeah, but you know there were those radio, radio competitions where it was like, they'd see how much water people could drink? Oh, the Nintendo Wii one. And then they drowned themselves. Oh, no, someone died because they, like, their bladder burst, I think, when they got an infection or something. Yeah. Um, Just goes to show, radio, not good. Podcast, the way of the future. Um, Here is a donation guy to us for a lot of money. A lot. A Patrick King? Uh, not quite a Patrick King. God, I forgot about that. Wasn't that amazing? I don't think we'll get many more donations. We don't need in many the unit more donations. Of Patrick King. Patrick King, man. What a legend. Um, this is from Jordan Bennett, and I hope Jordan's okay with me saying his or her name. Um, Jordan says, Hey, boys, this may be a rather obscure amount, but it should convert to 80 New Zealand dollars. I sent a, a friend's own email as well. It's a long fanfic about getting sentimental. Wonder if this got cut off. <laughs> um, hmm. Is the, did we, ye- is the answer yes, it got cut off? Did we... Oh, oh, no, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Okay. There's a little bit of girth on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear with me. I'll and firstly, it. Jordan, let me open by saying thank you so much for the donation. It really helps us do what we do, especially because Audible have temporarily paused our contractual agreement. So if you are the owner of a company that wants to sponsor our podcast, please let us know. Yeah. 
Um, Jordan writes, at first glance of this email, you will see an ungodly long fanfic letter, but no, there are simply no holes in my storyline, and it was as succinct as possible in telling the true conclusion to this movie. To entice the reading of this, I donated via PayPal $57.51 United States dollars. Slimy way to request something, I know. Hey, that's commerce, baby. I'm all for it. We're a capitalist society. Lay it on me. Dear Tim Boy and Young Ward Boy Guy, since this is going to get lengthy, there's too many warnings. (laughs) Just get into it, mate. Since this is going to get lengthy, I will try to save my sentiment for only James Reed. If you are able to discern the North Midwestern American accent similar to Canadian, please continue this letter in that accent if you so wish. Uh, That's more of a guy thing than a Tim thing. I'm not so good at the accents. But I will try. Thank you. I can say with certainty I know what it is inside the MacBook Pro box. James Reed has provided Zaccoli with an ordinary-looking pregnancy test. However, the pregnancy test is not so ordinary. In order to produce the results, a button must be pressed. Upon receiving this cryptic gift, Zaccoli can only imagine Mr. Reed's intentions and how he obtained Somali's urine. Urine? <laughs> okay. He picks up this foreign device and studies it, breathing through only his mouth, dumbfounded like a moron. Then he presses the button, and it says, You are pregnant. All of those are spelt wrong, I'll just add. Zaccoli, being the dumb fuckboy he is, decides to press the button again. I'm going to revert back to my normal voice. It's too hard for me. Which changes the message to congratulations, spelt very wrong. Uh, You done fucked up, son. Nobody said James Reed was smart. Zaccoli now knows that James Reed is on the power play and is fully aware of him fucking Somali. He is left to his thoughts to mitigate the situation, but is rendered hopeless. Fast forward to the not-so-climax of the film. Zaccoli is racking his brain to decipher what Jimmy is up to uh, in front of all those twerking and tweaking club zombies. As Zaccoli plays his shitty magnum opus, the mystery starts to unravel in his head. He realizes too late that when he controls the heart rate of every loser on that dance floor, he also loses the power to control his own. His song is so powerfully shitty that everyone's heart rate, including his own, increases to a constant 128 BPM. James Reed had actually conned Page into designing the pregnancy test with the knowledge that he could produce a fusion and or fission reactor to sustain eternal life in this realm. With Page's unending scientific knowledge, he programmed Somali's heart rate to sync with Zuccoli's upon pressing that pregnancy test button twice. All that all has now become apparent to Zuccoli and he begins to cry, appreciating the time and effort and of course sentiment it took to conspire this ruse. He also inexplicably knows that Page has rigged Somali's heart to explode when it reached the rate of 128 BPM. Conceding with Somali's death as the birth of his first most beautiful Ferris wheel operator that Earth has ever or will ever know. Uh, Zaccoli decided to purposefully OD on PCP then and there on the, P- on the DJ podium. The couple that killed themselves atop that Las Vegas Ferris wheel were merely Zaccoli 2.0 and Somibot. Good luck on your journey beyond this masochistic science project. I hope uh, to join in the fund with Patreon. I wrote this at work. Say my name, goddammit, if you please, or don't. It is your podcast. Much love, Jordan Bennett. Thank you, Jordan Bennett. I like that you took a fan fiction. uh, You took Creative Liberties while still interweaving elements that we had introduced. You're an insane person, Jordan. That That was madness. That is insane. But it's like that, that story it. could sit inside of the framework that we've created, which is an incredible amount of detail to execute. Uh, I got one more, Tim, and then what say we put a pin in this Absolutely. thing? Absolutely. Take us home. Country road. Um, 
so this one starts with a message saying, Hi team, I've emailed Tim's personal email. Perhaps my first mistake several times with no response, as well as meeting Guy. Mentioning, oh, I met you at the cricket. It's Willie. Son of a bitch. He's a comedian. I'm... He lives in Berlin. He was back in New Zealand. I think we spoke about him, but I don't know that we actually ever read out the message. So he's copy and pasted. He might have my email wrong because I'm pretty good, I think, at reading. I'd like to copy paste my initial sure. email to the two of you on here for it seems this is the only way to interact with those of us out there wanting to profess our love. Here it comes. Hi, Spinly Wimbly Timbly. No. Hello. Hi, Spinly Wimbly Timbo. And Guy the Mountain Flash Montcomedy. First of all, thanks to both of you for descending into the deepest recesses of insanity for our amusement. Your pillars of society and bloody good blokes. I don't want to wank on you guys too much. Thank you. I don't want you to wank on me either. No, I do. Because I realize that receiving a novel may mean a message can be overlooked, but I really want this next part to be read. Wow. That really hypes this next part up. (laughs) It's an observation he made by himself. As I'm sure that both of you are, I'm someone who loves to make people laugh. I'd always been meaning to try stand-up and went to the classic affair, but for whatever reason, I never got on stage. Now I live in Berlin, and after getting into the podcast a year or so ago, I started reading up more about you lads, and I got inspired. Tim, I'm a big fan of yours. I do worry about how spindly you are, though. Need some meat on them bones, brother. And I know you're a real pro and a pleasure to work with, but this is more so at, this is directed more so at Guy. That's me. As I said, I live outside of NZ now and reading about your life, going to Canada, hitting every open hey, mic. Hey, I'm disconnecting my mic. Okay, yeah, please. Uh, oh, <laughs> you got to wear it hurts, Will. And I love it. Uh, as I said, I live outside of New Zealand now and reading about your life, going to Canada, hitting every open mic you could and getting stage confidence, then coming back to New Zealand and taking it by storm, you co-host a channel, win a Billy Teen, start a podcast that's allowed you to travel the world and get noticed by Patrick Schwarzenegger. I'm struggling to hit as many open mics as you were, not enough going around these parts, but I love that I've started doing something I wanted to do for so long. And please know that I started comedy because the both of you and your stupid decision you made 2.5 years ago. Guy, I know you're traveling through Europe at the moment. God, this one slipped through the cracks. And if you happen to get to Berlin, I'd love to buy you a couple of brews. Same goes to you, Tim. Euro Twiot Tour. What? You're welcome to read this on the Friends but Please make sure to hold back tears as I feel it would not do my message justice as I'm definitely not crying while writing this. Fucking chill out. Thanks again, you guys. Live your moment. And here's a little gift. P.S. Team Dickbot. And can I have some more love for Hip Hiker on the Friend Zone? I love that guy. Willie, a lovely message. Uh, I can imagine the struggle of doing comedy in Berlin, a country where the first language is, of course, German. Mm. Um, but you just got to keep gobbling them up. And if you want to do it more, then you've got to move to a city where you can do more and more. Fill your boots, mate. Fill You're your not going to do better than Berlin, though, in Germany. Not in terms of lifestyle. Not in terms of standout. And also, uh, Hip Hiker is Strand Cole. They're one and the same. So we have given them some love on this friend zone already. Yeah, you've really got it. I think I'm just going to check now. If you go to his uh, Facebook and look up photos, oh, how do I find him? Yeah. Oh, if you find him on, just follow him on Instagram at um, Hip Hiker. But he's got on, oh, no, he shares the photo to the Worst Idea page. If you look at the Worst Idea of All Time photo albums, you can see all of the artwork which oh, corresponds mate. to the episodes for season three. He's Thank you gem. so much, Willie. Sorry it took us so long to get to that message. I've got a feeling I've read an email from him before, man. Oh, you got a bad maybe, attitude. Well, maybe One he guy, got me offside because he directed a whole message to you. He you know? called you a real pro to work with. Well, that's true. He knows how to how to win me over, but not enough, clearly. Because I'm no. still offside with Willie. Well, it was kind of like he 
gave you a hand job to get to the honey pit. The honey pit. <laughs> the, could, yeah. Yeah, that happens. That happens a lot actually, because you'll get um, with those honey pits a lot of security guards who patrol around, and the real secret is to give Tim back a hand job, a hand shandy, and then they <laughs> fall asleep quickly, and you can get to the pit of honey. I've never heard a thing called be a hand shandy. Um. <laughs> Look, guys, this has already gone on too long. Thank you so much for listening. We'll and he's not talking about the friend zone. He's talking about the podcast project. Yep. Whatever I'm talking about, it's ending eventually. My website to get tickets for all the comedy festivals is timbat.co.nz. And bat has two Ts. Mine is guymontcomedy.com. Uh, like Montgomery, only Gomery is comedy. Hey, and sorry this friend zone wasn't funny enough for you. But um, it's early in the morning. I've Who are you apologising to? Myself. You made me a coffee. I didn't think. I didn't know that you hadn't had one. I've got gastro. I've got to not spin that roulette wheel, man. Oh, I see. I do myself a favour. Stick to the waters. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next time when we will have watched We Are Your Friends again. Well, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time? Yes, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try? <laughs> oh, oh Jen Kelly's butt's got a tumbler. Uh, yeah, I was just about to send you a pic from it on the Twitter. It's a good butt, isn't it? It's a great butt. Full credit a solid to the butt. Men's butt. Full credit. It's um, so interesting how good a nice butt can be. Yeah, and I and I say that oh. from the position of somebody who does not have a good butt. So like I don't hold it against other people, but it is a real treat. I don't have a good butt either. I really, when you see a good butt, it's like a it's like appreciating lovely art. It's like what a beautiful thing. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I do you know do you know what it is? Is that I don't have a good butt. So I don't know what I'm missing until I see a good one. And then I'm like, oh, okay. True. I understand. I, I, I 100% agree with you. That's exactly my feelings on it as well. Um, okay, maybe a couple more. A um, couple more. Uh, we, just, we just did Gene Wilder. Oh, no.